Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Ishmael Kawaja. Hello, hope you're doing well. It's Wednesday the 15th of February. Thanks for downloading today's podcast. Now tributes are being paid to a mother and daughter who've died from suspected carbon monoxide poisoning in Whitstable. Leah Churchill and 17-year-old Brooke Wanstall helped run a burger van business and were found dead in the vehicle off the old Sanit Way yesterday morning. Well, I'm joined now by our reporter, Jerry Warren, who learned the details from one of their family members. So, Jerry, utterly horrific. Can you tell us how this all happened and who found them? Well, this is an extraordinarily tragic story. Uh, mother and daughter, Leah Churchill and Brooke Wanstall, both found dead uh, in a burger van. And what, what has actually happened is quite quite extraordinary because they had gone to the van late at night to decorate it with birthday balloons and banners for Leah's son, Tyler, um, thinking that he would come in the morning to open up his van and obviously have the nice surprise of this birthday greeting. Um, it, but it appears what they did was while they were there, they needed some power, so they, they, they started up a petrol generator um that uh, you know un- unwittingly that 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 created fumes within the van which appears to have overpowered them overwhelmed them very quickly uh and and they were tragically found by tyler who arrived on his birthday at eight o'clock in the morning to open up the unit uh, and they were tragically found by him um obviously a, a, an appalling thing for anyone to be faced with. He obviously called the emergency services immediately, um, and obviously it was apparent they were dead. Um, fire, ambulance and police arrived, and it was the fire brigade who suggested to him strongly that it was carbon monoxide poisoning um, which had caused their, their, their deaths. And what do we know about Leah and Brooke? What we know of the mother and daughter is that Leah was a, um, a mother of four, actually, uh, including a 12-year-old son, and she lived in, in Canterbury and worked a lot in the hospitality industry uh, and had, um, was working a couple of days of the, of the week in the, in the burger van um, for Tyler. Brooke had only recently left school. She was 17, just done her GCSEs, uh, and she'd started a, a job uh, as, as a carer, um, which she was enjoying apparently and was due to take her driving test next week. Tyler spoke exclusively to you, which was incredibly brave of him. What was it he said and what did he say about his mum and sister? Obviously, Tyler and the family, his other sister, Ocean, have been incredibly brave to talk to us so soon after this tragedy. Um, And uh, obviously in a state of of shock, Um, they can't believe they've lost their two dear loved ones. Both of them, by all accounts, were were very popular with with many friends and very well known across the area. And that is evident uh, in, in the number of tributes, uh, floral tributes at the scene and hundreds of posts on social media, uh, messages of sympathy that have poured in uh, since we, we broke the story. And he also gave a warning about the dangers of carbon monoxide poisoning, didn't he? Tyler was very keen, of course, to, uh, to highlight the dangers of carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, it clearly is a, is a, a deadly, a deadly uh, situation that people can find themselves in very quickly. 
uh, as Lear and Brooke did. Um, and, and by all accounts, couldn't escape it. It happened that uh, they were overcome so quickly. Thanks for those details, Jerry. Well, police say their deaths are being treated as non-suspicious and a report will be prepared for the coroner. Kent Online News. Our other top stories now. A former mayor of Dover says a sick man caught committing an indecent act with his horse should be locked up. The animal belongs to town councillor Neil Ricks, who's told us he found out about the incident after a distressing phone call from an employee who'd gone to check on the horses. A 34-year-old man's now been convicted of bestiality. He'll be sentenced next month, and in the meantime, he's been banned from going near any sort of animal with a hoof and any stables. Bosses at East Kent Hospitals Trust have apologised for devastating failings in maternity care at Ashford's William Harvey Hospital and the QEQM in Margate. A report released last year found 45 baby deaths could have been prevented and highlighted a lack of kindness and compassion in families' care. The Trust chairman has apologised for the pain caused and says they're determined to learn lessons to put things right. Investigators say more asylum seekers may have drowned when a small boat sank in the English Channel last year. The tragedy claimed the lives of at least four people and 39 were rescued from the water. According to the Maritime Watchdog, it's not yet clear how many people had been in the boat at the time. It's also looking into what happened and the UK's response. And there are calls for indecent exposure to be treated as a more serious offence after Sarah Everard's killer admitted doing it years before he murdered her. Former Met Police officer Wayne Cousins from Deal pleaded guilty to three charges this week. He's already serving a whole life sentence. Two other officers will face misconduct cases over the way reports of his indecent exposure were handled. Palmer Sandu is a former chief superintendent. In the past, it has been discounted as being a bit of a, you know, a nuisance almost and um, antisocial, but nothing serious. But um, studies, academia have also shown that that always leads to a greater offence. Kent Online reports. Pet owners in parts of Kent are being warned to keep an eye on their animals after four foxes were apparently poisoned. They were found dead between the A2 and the back of Newington Recreation Ground near Sittingbourne. It comes less than a week after a dog died after eating poisoned food in Gillingham Park. Now donations are ramping up across Kent to help the survivors of the deadly earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. More than 41,000 people have died since last Monday. Local councils, businesses and charities have since been in the process of getting much-needed aid to the devastating areas. That includes Maya, who runs a community support centre in Herne Bay. It's not only Herne Bay, we have support from whole Kent. Uh, Hassan, it's a transport company, EKS, in Dartford. They, they send already 45 lorries. We're working together. We were aiming for one lorry but end up being overwhelmed with donations and we will need another lorry. If anyone from lorry companies or cargo companies would like to help us, it will be grateful. We need a lorry. We need a lorry. We need people to help sort out, label up, pack. We need sellotape, boxes, markers. We still accept donations, list, full list of donations is on our Facebook page. You can bring donations to 29 High Street where we pack and sort them. Clothes, toiletries, nappies, baby formula, food, food for animals. Um, the list is long. We need heaters, we need generators. We are collecting money for the containers because people live in containers. So the official account is on top of our Facebook page. You can donate us money towards 
uh, container in earthquake zone. There is problems now with the border and with the transport, but all of us has to realise earthquake and the same situation like Ukraine. It's a year now, but still problems are getting worse and worse. It's not about one day or one week and getting this here now or today. We're going to have a lot of problems. Maybe a week, maybe two weeks later, we're going to send it off, but problems will continue and it's going to get worse in a couple of months. I want to thank everyone who's helping us today, all people, organisations, our councillors, our MP, Canterbury City Council, all the local businesses, whole Kent, united in this. And this is, uh, sometimes we cry to see how many people just come down and help us because, because they're just nice. An investigation's found standards at a care home in Medway have got worse since it was told to make improvements over a year ago. Valley View Nursing Home on Maidstone Road in Rochester has been put into special measures as a report reveals staff shortages mean residents aren't being looked after properly. The manager says she's disappointed, but they're working hard to address the issues raised. Residents of a flood-prone town near Maidstone have told the Kent Online podcast they're choosing to stay and face future risk instead of moving to higher ground. Yording is located between three rivers and is one of the county's most at-risk areas for flooding. Yet despite the high costs involved and the preparation needed for their homes, residents say it's a price worth paying. Village postmaster Tim Chapman's house has been hit with flooding eight times since 2006, but he says he's never thought of moving out. Christmas Day 2013, it came up to... what how to describe it? Um, I don't know if you want to point... Those windows, if they had windows on the ground floor, they were above the middle middle of the window. That's how height came up into the house. So about five foot of water in the house. And we, and we basically abandoned the house for 15 months and put another floor on and moved back in. So we were a cottage before, we're now a house. It's fine, we, 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 we love, love it here. We love the countryside, we love the people here. Um, and it's just a, it's, it's a pain in the proverbial every now and then. Um, but we've got a very good defence system, a massive great pumps and backup pumps and a backup generator if the power goes. We've got a skirt that comes around the house and comes up. We can seal the doors, we can see, we basically, if it comes up over a metre outside, we're in, we're in a bit of trouble. But up to about a metre or so, we're safe. Or a few bits, we we managed to get quite a lot of stuff upstairs. But remember, we didn't have we didn't have an extra floor on it, so we sort of what we could get upstairs, we got upstairs. We lost bits and pieces. Um, a few um, photograph albums and odd bits, stuff which we didn't didn't think of moving, which we should have done. But yeah, nothing nothing too desperate. It's a you've got to keep keep on keep thinking about it occasionally. You know know when to do 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 your sort of preparations. But that's, that's, that's us, us, us as because we know how close we are to the river. Uh, most other people will probably sort of just run, <laughs> really, so sort of it gets a bit close, go, go and stay with somebody. But we can, we, we can stay here, so, which, so it doesn't really worry us. We just sort of get on with it. Yeah.
It's emerged that development which was expected to change the face of Herne Bay Town Centre is years behind schedule and is continuing to stall. The former site of the Scruffy Ducks pub in William Street was to be turned into flats and commercial units, but it's still being used as a council car park. Selling the plots has proved to be challenging with buyers struggling to secure finance. Kent Police say they still have concerns about a music festival that's due to be held in Medway later this year. Organisers want to host a four-day event at the Great Lines Heritage Park in Gillingham over the bank holiday weekend at the end of May. Police say the plans don't include enough details about things like road closures. A decision on whether it can go ahead is expected to be announced in the coming weeks. Meanwhile, there's a push to increase the capacity of a food and music festival near Canterbury after organisers announced their headline act. Razorlight will take to the stage of the Smoked and Uncut Festival in Bridget this year. Organisers want to allow an extra 1,000 people through the gates. Kent Online reports. Elsewhere, plans have been unveiled to build waterside cabins on the grounds of one of Kent's biggest and most historic attractions. If approved, four holiday homes would be built in the woodlands on the grounds of Leeds Castle in Hollingbourne. The applicants revealed they want to develop the retreat alongside the Great Water in a way which is thoughtful, sensitive and sustainable. A Banksy in Mar- will be returned to its former glory, with council confirming it will return the freezer to the artwork today. The chest freezer was removed yesterday on safety grounds. A protective screen has also been placed over the top of the wall in Grosvenor Place, with the scene expected to be in place for a few weeks. Kent Online Showbiz. Kian DeCrow has been chatting to our sister station KMFM about his new song, I'll Be Waiting, and his upcoming tour. You might have seen his videos on TikTok, where he surprises cafe staff with a flash mob choir. He's been telling Numi about all of that on the hit list. Obviously, I'll Be Waiting is is everywhere. It's all, Every time I turn on the radio... It's playing. Um, it's a smash hit. It's a smash hit, man. You That's did it. That's what you were going to say. And um, <laughs> you, you are everywhere, and so is your flash mob choir all over TikTok in yeah. in cafes, in shopping centres. Um, what's that experience been like? Because I have so much respect for you to do that. Because I, I would, I have way too much like internalized embarrassment to be. Able, I would, I would be. I, I don't even think I could say, "Excuse me, do you want to listen to my song?" Let alone like burst in, mm. into song in a Starbucks. So, I think I'm just lucky that I just have uh, part of me really doesn't care what people think about me. So part of me does for yeah. sure, but there's a big part that doesn't, and I'm able to turn that on and sort of. Um, or just like not take myself too seriously, I think, you know, it's just, we're just having a laugh, making music anyway. Um, so I just think it's kind of funny, like just to, I don't know, just to do it. And I kind of just like, I get, uh, sometimes I get really nervous to do it, depending on like the situation and what could happen. Mm. But I'm not really nervous about singing or whatever. I'm like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like the singing's like the least difficult part, the the more nerve-wracking is like, oh, like, is it going to sound bad because the music in here is really loud? Or like, mm. is the person like not, is the person not going to like turn and look or are they going to just be like, you know, so sometimes I'm just like, depending on the situation, am I going to get kicked out? Mm. Um, Have you been kicked out? Um, No, not fully. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> not fully, just yeah. ushered out the door very quickly. Yeah, no, actually we have been. We tried to do a few spots where like before you even get started, they're like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, what's it been like seeing the response to that song? Because obviously it's trending on TikTok um, and it's quite personal. So a lot of people responding to it. Um, wasn't expecting it at all. Didn't realise how how big it would get compared to, you know, especially like after All For You, I was, 
you know, prepared for just like a a mediocre flop. (laughs) (laughs) And then and then it was just like, yeah, it's definitely it's pretty crazy. Definitely um, people's response and people's like um, engagement with it. But I also try to kind of detach myself from it and like not really like look or read like what anyone's saying, because I think you can just get really sucked up into it. And like I kind of just like just leave it do its thing. Yeah. But um, Kind of the thing of like it's now with the yeah. it belongs to the people. Yeah. You're off on a sold out tour in March, yeah. which is huge. Um, huge huge where are you most looking forward to playing I don't know I mean I love playing like everywhere in the UK and Ireland but I think probably some places are my first time in Europe and in the States and Canada so I'm really excited to go places I think I'm most excited probably to go places I've never been yeah 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 like I'm excited to play in Amsterdam. I've been there, yeah. so I feel like... Not, but I've never played there, so that's going to be really cool. But I think I'm, like, really excited to go to, like, Toronto. Because I've never <laughs> been to Canada, so I'm quite excited for that. That's going to be really cool. Um, yeah, and, like, some of the states and some of the cities. Like, I think we're going to Oslo as well and Copenhagen. Just stuff that I'm like, wow, never been there. That's yeah. going to be... Just really weird and and cool. He'll be performing all over the UK, Europe and North America this year. If you missed their Valentine's Day chat, you can listen on the podcast page at kmfm.co.uk. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham are finally out of the League 2 relegation zone after beating Grimsby Town last night. A dramatic late goal from Ollie Hawkins gave the Jills a 2-1 victory at Priestfield. But manager Neil Harris wasn't happy with the way they started the game. I'm not going to kid anybody on the first half. Oh, painful. Painful. And if anyone had asked for their money back at half-time, I wouldn't have been surprised. Um, what I will say, Grimsby, uh, before the game, was 7th in the league for a way record with two games in hand, which I think if they picked up four points in those two games, they'd have gone second points on the road. So we knew they were going to be a tough nut to crack at home. They're a very good counter-attacking team. Um, first half, we just lacked composure. We just couldn't... No one could get the ball down and make a pass. And and I think the way they managed the game was excellent for the level, really professional. And I think they frustrated the stadium. Uh, so they frustrated me and the fans. Um, and I said to the boys at half-time, just come on, be a bit braver. You're good players. We've shown you good players. We've shown them more than one occasion in the second half of the last few weeks that we're, we're a good team to be nil-nil at half-time to go on and win a game. And, and we did. And second half, yeah, we deserved on the second half showing. Just touch on a little bit of character in the boys to be in front, in the position we are in as well, to be in front, they concede. Um, you know, then to bounce back and finish as strong as we did, then, you know, special, special mention to the lads for that. Just feel any game that's tight, we're capable of scoring at any moment. You know, we can, we can score in all different ways. We can score on the counter-attack, we can score a set play, we can score a, a really good goal. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm really comfortable, to be honest. The, the quality of two goals are very good. Um, and I'm absolutely delighted for the big man to get off the mark. He's needed that, especially in front of the rain and You know, special for, for him and for us. Um, at the moment, I have to try and distance myself away from um, quality performances and try and put results first. Um, you know, because we can talk about we played really well at Mansfield in the second half or the first 20 minutes and in the second half of the weekend but got nothing out of the game today we haven't played as well but we've got three points so I, I have to accept at the moment by hook or crook we have to go over the line in games there is a lot of work to do I've been saying like the last few weeks we tried not to look at the league table because you know, I try and look at us individually and collectively as a group individually lads have played well collectively we're a good team um, 
Well, with this group of players, we are where we are because of the lack of goals we scored in the first half of the season. Um, so I have to believe in the process that if we keep keep playing like we have done and keep winning games of football, then we will keep continuing up the league. So you know we're at the bottom bottom two now, so I'm told, and, and um, we have games in hand as well on, on all teams around us. So you know we're in a stronger position. It's a healthy position. It certainly gives belief and confidence to the fan base that come and support us terrifically again tonight when there weren't a lot to cheer about at times. Um, and for the group, we know we really look forward to a massive game on Saturday. And that match is against bottom of the table, Rochdale. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get an update of the top stories direct to your email each morning with The Briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.